Interior, Reagan's bedroom. Jump it up, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is he who commands you, he who flung you from the heights of heaven to the depths of hell. F.M. Be gone. F.M. Cross. F.M. From this creature of God, be gone in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. By this sign of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Damien. Amen. Defender of the human race, look down in pity. You killed your mother. You left her alone to die. She'll never forgive you, bastard! Shut up! Upon this, your servant, Regan Teresa McNeil, I command you by the judge of the living and the dead to depart this servant of God. It's the power! Holy water. It's the power of Christ that compels you. The power, power of, of Christ, Christ compels, compels you! There's something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? The TBTL players, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. And the work of Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just that's that it's two great tastes that go great together. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast that just may be too beautiful to live. It's a special spooky edition of LRB, but you can rest assured that we ain't afraid of no ghosts. Coming to you from Nightmare New Brighton, I'm Anne Lundholm, and joining me today from Erie Everett is Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello, Anne. How's it going in Erie Everett? It's very spooky because I'm filled with boxes. I'm surrounded by boxes to my eyes. All that I can see is boxes and bags. And this is our last day in this place. So, Oh, my yeah. goodness. The, the mm -hmm. final episode at the Everett Studios. Yes. yes. <laughs> We're moving one exit south. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems like so much work for it such is. a short move. I know. Every time I look and it's three miles away, I'm like, did we really have to do this? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Now you have all the boxes to make a box fort at the end of this. Yes. Yes. And on the topic of Halloween, Jeremy usually does some intricate costume that involves a box and a bunch of duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> so we're set. Do you guys have uh, ideas for Halloween costumes yet? Well, the problem is that we let Ellie decide. She picks what we are every year. And this year, her obsession is Minecraft. And so we have been told that we are something to do with Minecraft. Well, okay. So the boxes will be useful. Minecraft mm -hmm. is all like square and for boxy, sure. right? She was. I was so excited because her 
uh, two months ago, it was Ghostbusters. And I was so excited because the new cast of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I had our, our people all picked out. And then she swung to Minecraft. Mm. Yeah. I should have started the costumes that day <laughs> and told her there was no going back. <laughs> uh, Minecraft will be good, too. Mm-hmm. That's good. So let's talk about Halloween. Okay. We have a lot of history on Halloween with TVTL. Uh, I don't think that we'll talk about the infamous Dave Bose story about the uh, crazy lady. I think Meredith said the crazy lady on PCP. Right. <laughs> that is the story that is traditionally played every year on Halloween because that story kind of stands by itself. What could we possibly say about it? No, nothing to add. I mean, I guess we could say the first time we heard it, what we felt, uh, it freaked me out because the thing that scares me the most are people, real life people doing things that are out of the norm. Mm -hmm. So that would scare me. Sure. Like people whose behavior you can't predict. Yeah. You can't put in a box. Uh huh. Um, so the first time I heard it was scary. I think I told people to listen to it. And then ever since then, to be honest, I, I skip it. I listen to the introduction, um, how they set it up, how they talk about it. And then I don't listen to the story again. Well, because you've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my problem is that I hear that stuff and my brain instantly starts searching for ways to explain it. I can mm-hmm. never get caught up in like the spooky thrill of it all because I'm always mm-hmm. looking for the explanation. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, she was on some kind of drugs or mentally ill. Right. And yes, that's that stuff's so scary, but... Yes, but less fun. Right. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I have a hard time with stuff that's actually scary because I have an overexcited imagination. So... <laughs> So do you like do you like horror movies no, or anything like that? No, neither. No, no. For some reason, when I was a kid, um, we had a like a promotional tie-in book for Gremlins, and it had some stills from the movie. You know, they would have like a center section where they would put a bunch of pictures from the movie. And after I looked at mm-hmm. that thing, I was so scared that I think my mom had to sleep in my room for a week. And then I took that book and I had to hide it underneath the bookcase because in the bookcase was too scary. Oh, okay. So how old were you when that movie came out? Probably like five or six. Yeah. That movie didn't scare me. I guess it was kind of scary. I mean, it was intended to be a like a horror comedy, right? Like Leprechaun I think or so. any of those others. But I just never got the humor. I went and saw it in the theater. Really? Probably way too young because I'm not too much older than you. Mm-mm. But I, they didn't. Oh, 1984. So I was nine. Okay, so I would have been seven, almost eight. Hmm. Um. Because they didn't have PG-13 movies then, so this was definitely a PG-13. Yes. If that was a thing now. Hmm. Yeah. That that was that was pretty scary. But I was more. I mean, I think it was like a cool thing to want to watch Nightmare on Elm Street or the Jason movies or all that. I was not into that. Nope. Can't. Can't. Yeah, I think I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street and that destroyed me. So I can't. Can't ever see that. If I can give like a baseline for my um, 
scarediness. Um, as an adult, I went to see Signs, which was that <gasps> M. Night Shyamalan movie with yes. Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. And there was a scene where they trapped one of the aliens inside the house, like inside the pantry of the house. Mm-hmm. And there was one shot where all of a sudden you saw this cl- these claws come from underneath the pantry door and kind mm-hmm. of curl around the door. And I was like, nope. And I, so I was in my twenties and I had to sleep with my bedroom door open for a couple of weeks because every yeah. time I shut my eyes, I saw claws coming underneath my bedroom door. And that was not actually a scary movie. Yeah, so right. clearly I am a wuss. Yeah, yeah. I, when I saw sick, the sixth sense, mm-hmm. that's the dead people movie, right? Mm-hmm. I had to actually, I mean, sleep with the lights on. I mean, and I was 20. I mean, that came out pretty recent. <laughs> um, and had to go see it in the movie theater three or four times before I could be right in the head. Mm. Because I had to like talk myself, okay, it's a movie. It's a movie. Specifically the part where the kid goes, hey, want to look at my dad's gun? And he turns and like his head is blown out at the Ooh. back. Like that haunts me still sometimes. Oh, and when I went to see that movie... Uh, there was a couple sitting in front of us who had their five-year-old son No, at the sixth no. sense. And there's that whole scene where it's in a school and he's walking through the hallways and there's people who have been hung hanging yes. in the school oh. hallways. That's not appropriate for a child. No, no that's not. there. So I had um, a really terrible thing happen to me where I was probably six or seven years old and a babysitter woke me up because she was scared. She was watching a, a horror movie called um, When a Stranger Calls. Oh, sure. Terrible. Um, and she woke me up because she was scared and she wanted me to watch it with her. And then so I watched it. And then her boyfriend came over and she said, OK, it's time for you to go to bed now. Mm-hmm. And then as she was putting me to bed, she said, don't worry, there's not a man underneath your um, bed or in the closet. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. I never thought of that until now. <laughs> and so ever since then, I would actually like do a flying leap from the <laughs> door to my bed. But that movie still freaks me out. That is a good babysitter right there. Right? <laughs> Leave after you've scarred the kid for life. Right. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about Halloween then. Halloween, not okay. necessarily uh, scary. It's got all those mm-hmm. trappings of ghosts and witches and stuff, but it's not necessarily yeah. a horror holiday anymore. No. And I thought that we could share, before we get into the TBTL aspect of it, that we could share our personal feelings about Halloween in general. Okay. So as a kid, I I don't know if I was really that into it because we lived in the Midwest. So any costume you had either had a coat under it or over mm-hmm. it. Right? You know. Right. You. <laughs> because it would usually be snowing, sometimes raining ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it, it was terrible. So I wasn't too into it i there was a couple years where my mom we wanted to go as punk rockers it was the late 70s early 80s and she just put us in a garbage bag which now seems really offensive (laughs) and um a garbage bag with belts and then would like spray paint our hair um so i i don't think i was ever really into it and then it becomes when you're 
done being a kid and you're also a woman, a teenager, it then becomes slutty costumes. And I'm not into right. that. Like, so I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so then it changed when Ellie came into my life because now there's like, it's, it's a holiday for kids, right? So I would get excited to dress her up. And like I said, she gets to dictate what our costumes are. She says what she wants to be and then picks what everybody else is. So now it's become fun. And the last three years, we've actually gotten our picture taken and put on the Capitol Hill um, blog because we go to this big, um, this big part Halloween party that's the weekend before Halloween. Um, so that's kind of fun um, because we get really into the costumes. But I've never been into making costumes or dressing up or doing anything about it. Um, I like fun size candy, um, so <laughs> that that's been my extent until recently. How about you? Well, I have a, a complicated relationship with Halloween because, as you mentioned, candy mm-hmm. and any Halloween uh, that involves me getting candy is a great Halloween. Right. <laughs> but my sadness when it comes to Halloween is that the last time I dressed up was when I was six, because after that, we moved to Europe where they don't, at least in the 80s, they certainly didn't really celebrate Halloween at least not the mm. way that we do. So there was no trick-or-treating and no costumes and no candy. And then when we moved back to the States, I was 12, and my mother informed me that I was too big too old. to yeah. go trick-or-treating. <laughs> not too old, too big. Oh. Because I was probably five seven right. by then. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. so I was adult-sized, so she right. felt that it would be inappropriate for me to go trick-or-treating, which made me immensely sad. So they would take my brothers out and I would be stuck at home, which I was really sad about because then all the kids who were my age or older would come to the door and I would have to pass out candy. But then I discovered that it's not all bad to be left alone at home with a platter of fun-sized candy bars. Right. And you're not cold. You're warm. You get to watch TV and eat all the candy. And then by the time I got to be college age and there were sort of adult parties, I was into that stage of my life where I just um, really hated my body so much that I, I became mm. much more like uh, Andrew Walsh in that I didn't want to um, pull attention to myself to do anything that would put attention on me or on my body. And so dressing For up sure. was something that that whole idea just made me totally uncomfortable. So. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad about it. I I missed all those years of having costumes and having fun and then letting my self-consciousness keep me out of it as an adult. But there's still candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a strategy because if I have the candy here, I'll eat it. So mm-hmm. I get kinds that I don't like. So specifically Smarties. That's the candy that I always give out because that's a bullshit candy. Oh, I love Smarties. What? <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, then you can come trick-or-treating to my house. <laughs> okay. The first year I lived in my house, I was all ready and I got all fun-sized up for the trick-or-treaters and then I had nobody. I've lived in my house for eight years and I think I've had uh, one person ring the doorbell. And that was 
by the time I had stopped buying candy. So I just didn't answer the door. Yeah. So that's another thing is I feel that when we were kids, it was a huge thing. Kids went out in droves together Mm -hmm. and you went to all the houses and you got, I mean, I remember the last year that I went trick or treating. Oh, this is really embarrassing. I just remembered a time when I was too old to be trick or treating. Um, I was in seventh or eighth grade and my friends and I dressed up like new kids on the block. Oh, nice. (laughs) I wish there was a picture of that. Um, So we were all decked out and I got two pillowcases filled with candy. I mean, we had to do a stopover to dump up the candy and get more. And that was just like combing the neighborhoods. And now I just think that people don't do it anymore. They go to these things that churches put on called trunk Mm -hmm. or treats Mm -hmm. um, or they go to communities or they do like a Halloween party like we're doing the Capitol Hill or malls do it. But it's very rare that you go trick or treating at houses, I think. Yeah, that's kind of sad. It is sad. I think it's a time. So my sister has a has a neighborhood that has lots of kids. So she gets a lot of traffic um, and they give out full size candy bars. So I think that that gets people to come more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also then they make jello shots for adults. So I'm well, sure there parents you go. <laughs> go there on purpose. But I kind of like that because my favorite part is seeing all the kids in their costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember now that you're talking about giving away full size candy bars. I was down in St. Paul, um, on Summit Avenue, which is where they have a whole bunch of old timey mansions and the governor's mansion is down there. And I happened to be there, uh, last Halloween, not even thinking about it. And there were tons of kids down there. There was a huge line up to the governor's mansion to get candy. Oh, that's fun. Yep. And some of the other big mansions, they had people like sitting out on the steps ready to give things away. And they had like a big bonfire type thing built and. That was cool, but I did almost hit several children running out into the street. So there are some downsides to that. Right. Well, and there also is a weirdness where if you have a kid, you're out trick-or-treating, but who's answering the door? Yeah, exactly. So you kind of have to give that, uh, I don't know, it's it's strange. Well, yeah. I know. It's your 14-year-old daughter who you said has to stay home. Yeah. Who you shamed into seeing. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into the TBTL of it? Yes. The first clip that we have today was the one that you reminded me about that made me say, (laughs) oh, yes, we have to do this show. (laughs) And this is um, from right before Halloween. I think it was actually the first year of the show. I think it was uh, 2008. But um, I think there's three or four references to it in the archives. Oh, I have to thank the archivists before we start today. I want to thank um, Corey Plucker, Ben Quick, and Becca Richardson, our friend Bob Stein, uh, Ingrid Keller, and the mysterious Meryl S. <laughs> probably Meryl Streep. Uh, they found probably. all the all the clips for this Made episode, this and so I want to thank. Thank them very much, especially Bob, because he um, faithfully chronicled the Sean clip, which <laughs> made me laugh really hard. We'll get to that. <laughs> but anyway, back to this first clip. I found 
I found it three or four times in the archive because it's such a good story that they have replayed it a number of times. And this is Luke and Jen talking about their history with trick-or-treating as kids and the time that Luke actually was allowed to dress up and um, the interesting Bible character that Jen chose one year. I had a, a pretty complicated relationship with trick-or-treating as a kid because my family uh, didn't believe in it because my parents are Christians and they're particularly when I was a little kid, they're Christians of the sort that, um, thought that, that, that Halloween was the devil's day. And so we as Christians were in no way going to help glorify the devil by celebrating, by putting out jack-o'-lanterns, by saying trick or treat, uh, giving out candy, anything like that. So for a long time while I was a kid, my parents, to their credit, they tried to just make it a fun night for a different reason. So we would go out for dinner. We would go to the Burgermaster at Northgate Mall as a family because what the, maybe the first year that I remember us not, you know, us being home and kids coming to the door throughout the entire night and going trick or treat. And then I'd have to go to the door and go, we don't really do that. Oh, which, you know, when you're a little kid is super embarrassing because also it was my neighborhood friends. Yeah. So the years after that, we would at least go somewhere. I remember one year we went to the Seattle Center House, to the Pizza Haven at the uh-huh. Seattle Center House, and this guy had um, a safety pin through his cheek. And I said, Dad, is that a Halloween costume? And he said, I don't think so. Were <laughs> you scared? Terrified. I was a very, very, as we'll hear later on, I was kind of a baby because I, I, would, I, was, I was not exposed to anything scary. So I had a very low tolerance for it. Um, but, um, anyway, there was one year, one shining year where I was allowed to dress up. Now I had been allowed to go trick or treating in other years. Um, but in a, in a weird way, I was allowed to go to on, um, Greenwood Avenue. They would have on like a Saturday afternoon, all the stores would, you could come in and say trick or treat and get candy. Yes, I did that at Northgate Mall. But you didn't have to dress up necessarily. And it was, it wasn't on Halloween. And so my mom, the thing between my mom and dad has always been my dad when I was a young kid was more dogmatic about this because we didn't celebrate Christmas either. You know, and my mom grew up celebrating Christmas and was kind of, you know, trying to split the difference. We'll have stockings or, you know, Halloween. She was, and she also loves a deal. So she's like free candy. So she would kind of try to figure out something that was, you know, splitting the difference between my dad's kind of hardline approach and just, you know, full on Halloween. Mm-hmm. So that 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 balance was for a while uh, Greenwood on a Saturday. But the deal was we weren't allowed to say trick or treat. So it would be and we wouldn't weren't allowed to really dress up. So we were just these me and my little sisters, these kids in normal clothes who would walk in and say, and hold out a bag. And then what do you say next? You're not allowed to say trick or treat. And we're, the shop owners would say, what do you say? And we would say, please. <laughs> and they go, no, no, no. What do you say? And then uh, what I realized as a young kid is the whole thing is built on saying trick or treat. Yes. Because my parents tried to do it where we said happy Halloween, like wish them well. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work either. They want you to say trick or treat. Yeah, that's the whole selling point because you're, you know, give me a treat or I'm going to deface your store. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to be involved in that threat from a small child dressed as a ballerina? Exactly. So, 
so we did that for a few years. And, you know, that was, even though it was awkward and even though there would occasionally my mom would have to lean in and say, they're not really allowed to say trick or treat. And then the, at that point, they would usually give us candy because they just thought, clearly this is some kind of a weird Manson family mm-hmm. and we just want them out of the store. <laughs> they're not dressed up. Totally. I would try to pull these sneak moves off where I would wear something that was out of my actual clothing, but kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it looked like maybe I was a hippie mm-hmm. or something, but you're a smart little guy. Well, I don't know if it ever even re- if it, if it read. I don't know if the shop owner could tell that I was supposed to be a hippie because I was just wearing the bell bottomiest cords <laughs> I had. You know, but one year, one year I was allowed to go real trick or treating, and it was like when the word came down. I think in July that this was going to be okay. Just and, you? Um, I think my sisters were still too little. Hmm. Um, to really do it. Actually, I don't know. They may have been out there with me. I don't, it was kind of, you know, it was a long time ago. I only remember the parts that related to me, but this is not to say that my little sisters weren't maybe involved. But what, as far ha- as you remember, you were out there all alone. Yes. There was nobody, I mean, there were no adults. <laughs> it may have been a windswept, <laughs> post apocalyptic, <laughs> Mad Max kind of world. So, um, I think it was that my neighbor kids, who were my friends and maybe even went to the same church as us or were similar kind of Christian also, they were going to go trick-or-treating. And somehow they, their parents kind of prevailed upon my parents to let me go trick-or-treating. My parents said, okay, but you know, these are the rules. You have to be a Bible character. Um, you can't say trick-or-treat and you also have to collect money for UNICEF. So it's kind of like gremlins, <laughs> but different. <laughs> There's three rules. Yeah, exactly. And so, <laughs> okay, so, so but, you had to be a Bible character. And the weird, the weird part was that the the uniform that the, the costume that that we came up with was Roman soldier, and it was because I had some kind of a helmet thing that already had that was vaguely like that. Uh-huh. So my dad then took it and spray painted it gold. And made the plume on it red, so it was very official. Yeah. And made me a little outfit out of cardboard that was a soldier's outfit, and I had a cardboard sword. It was all spray-painted gold. Now, it's interesting because those are the people that killed Jesus. <laughs> well, you're a bad guy. As the story goes. <laughs> so it, I don't understand how me being a, a made-up thing like a Frankenstein mm-hmm. is somehow worse than me being the thing that killed our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. But. I wasn't going to argue. I saw candy in my future. You've after, been waiting since July. For after I got done not saying trick or treat and uh, handing, asking for UNICEF. Picking pennies. Yeah. After all of that, <laughs> then it was time for the Tootsie Rolls to really, really start rolling in, as it were. So uh, I'm waiting for months and months and months up until the day. And I get my little outfit on and my friends come over and it's time to light out on our mission. I've got my little sword and my little helmet, and we walk up, and we go to the first house, but it's actually my friend's house, and his parents are with us, so we're like, not that one, and we go to the next house, and it's actually my other friend's house. So we go to the, it's like the third house down on the other side of the street. This is when I lived by Northgate, when I was a little kid, and we get down to the third house down, and we get up to the door, and I'm standing on the porch, and they say, ring the door, so I ring the doorbell, and the door opens, and it's one of our neighbor ladies, I guess, who is dressed head to toe like a witch. She has the fake nose on. Mm-hmm. She has the bump on her fake nose, mm-hmm. the hat, the broom. She's greenish. And she opens the door and she has 
a bubbling cauldron. It is a, I can, right now I can imagine it. It is so burned in my brain. It might have been dry ice. It might have been spells. I still don't know. <laughs> All I know is that a witch opened the door and cackled and said, <laughs> and, and looked back towards her cauldron, which had, I don't know what in it. I had seen enough. I sprinted off the porch. I ran all the way down to the street, past my friend's house, past my other friend's house, back to my house, in the front door, under my bed, into a sleeping bag. You just left your friends on the on the porch? I you let, didn't even say goodbye? I didn't have time. There was a witch, Jennifer. I don't know if you understand what I'm telling you. There was a freaking witch. How old were you? Probably maybe 17. <laughs> No, I was like eight years old. Oh. Or maybe I wasn't even eight. Maybe I was seven. I was probably seven because we lived at this Northgate house. We moved to Seattle in like 1981. I was five years old and we only lived in that house for a few years. So it's probably seven years old. But you have to realize I was super sheltered. That stuff was considered demonic. I wasn't allowed to see non-Christian movies or listen to non-Christian music. So I was uber sheltered and I was in lived in mortal terror of witches and I mean, here I am face to face with an obviously a real witch. But what was amazing was my terror was so deep and, and so kind of profound that it wasn't enough to just get behind my friends or my friend's mom. It wasn't enough to just step down, you know, to the walkway. I had to get home and I didn't just have to get home. I had to get under my bed. And I didn't just have to get under my bed. I had to get in a sleeping bag under my bed. And you know what? That's what saved me. Because the witch didn't get you? Right. Well, if I would have just been at my house right now, I'd probably be a toad. <laughs> I was, I, thank God I was in a sleeping bag under my bed. I was protected just enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, that ended my, that ended my brief time as a trick or treater. Yeah. You weren't ready for that. No, I was really ready for it. I understood that the stakes were pretty high. <laughs> and after facing, you know, down one witch, I said, that's enough. Although, I mean, you did have the costume that took a lot of work. Well, if it was Jesus, I could have killed him. <laughs> but this was a you witch. You were prepared for that. That, okay. <laughs> Let's cast lots for his garment. <laughs> you know? Yes. But but a witch, I was in completely the wrong outfit for a witch. <laughs> Jen, you, as by virtue of going to Jesus Creek, mm-hmm. also had a kind of problematic relationship with Halloween, right? Right. Well, as usual, they didn't want to say no fun. So, cause Christians have fun. Sure. So just not the fun kind. Right. So instead of having Halloween, we had a harvest day party, mm. which would always be held on the 30th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were allowed to dress up for the whole day at school, which was very exciting, except that you had to come as Bible character. And like you did the, you rocked the Roman soldier, which is fantastic. But as women, you're a bit limited. Mm -hmm. So I very, very specifically went to my mom and said, listen, all the girls, Eve and Mary, the mother of Jesus, those are your Mm go-tos. I mean, those are your obvious women. Yeah. And I don't want to do either of those. Yeah, because see, like Joan of Arc is not a Bible character. There aren't a lot of, in the Bible, I mean, uh, there aren't a ton of women who were just kicking ass and taking names. They may have been kicking ass in their own their own way, but in right. a kind of more subservient, usually, yeah. um, you know, or that or you're a hoe. Right. I mean or Rahab, obviously. She yeah. She's a liar and a hoe. Right. But my but, mom felt like eh. But she slung that basket over the wall for them, right? Yeah, Isn't for that the what spies. she Yeah, she let them So right. 
but you know, then you're being like the naughty nurse basically right, at right, that point. So Rahab right. was not an opportunity right. for me. And I didn't want to be Eve or Mary because everyone was going to do that. Yeah. And I didn't. And so my mom said, go as Esther. I She's also a feel queen. Like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure on a six year old girl to be the mother of Jesus, to be yeah. the virginal mother of Jesus. It just yeah. seems like, you know, that's. Plus I'd have to carry a like baby doll all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. So my mom said, go as Esther. She's a queen. But I had just played Esther in the school play, and I was bored of that. I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. You'd kind of accomplished everything you wanted to yeah, in I'd the done role, that. role of Esther, sure. So at some point, my mom said, I have a great idea. Go as Dorcas. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, who is Dorcas? And she said, Dorcas is a seamstress. And for some reason, that sounded brilliant to me. That sounded brilliant because we had sewing materials right there at our house. I could have some scraps and some needles and like one of those, um, some thimbles on my fingers and yeah. one of those uh, little round things that you put all the needles in. Yeah, pin cushion. Pin cushion. And I thought, oh, right, for some reason, Dorcas yeah, the best seamstress. Of all, best of all, your name could be Dorcas. <laughs> and so I thought that was brilliant. And I went as Dorcas to what? school. And all day long, people said, who are you? And I would say, I'm Dorcas the seamstress. And then, of course, that's what I got called all was was. Long. I'm sorry. Was nerd puss taken? <laughs> yes. Like, is there a word? I mean, like, if the, if there was not someone in the Bible named Dorcas, it would be probably, or even so, it would still be the number one burn on most yes. elementary school playgrounds. Play and grounds. I chose it. Like, oh, that's what I can't man. believe. I could have been Queen Esther, but no, I'd already done that. I want to be Dorcas the seamstress. Do you think maybe at that age you hadn't heard the the word dork? Maybe, but I just, I think I was so confident in my ability to like rebrand. This actually seems like uh, early indications of who you have become as an adult. Yeah. Like I thought I was going to, I was going to kind of save Dorcas. Right. You felt like, like, you know, Dorcas needed a little bit of PR help and Mm -hmm. you were just the six year old to do it. Yeah. The right person just hadn't played her. So, so you had your little pincushion and you had your, your, your sewing. What did Dorcas do in the Bible? Who did she seamstress for? Well, I assume Jesus. I don't know. She was in there somewhere in the New Testament. And so you, um, I think Dorcas, she wasn't the one that had uncontrollable bleeding. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, you know, the woman who touched the hem of his garment. Yes, I think she that, had, she that had, wasn't a, Dorcas. Yeah, she had a fistula. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's just obvious. I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just I was the other day reading about that particular about fistula? fistula, that particular ailment. And I thought, oh, that's the woman in the Bible who had to touch the, the, the hem of Jesus garment. Yeah, that's clearly what she had. <sighs> Bless her heart. But anyway, but back I, to Dorcas. Yeah, back to Dorcas. So so the how, woman with the fistula was like, at least my name's not Dorcas. Yeah. So that was really difficult for me. And I have to say that Halloween was kind of always a just kind of a downer because I always had to come up with some lame homemade costume because the school had all these rules and it was really frustrating, but I have a kind of a silver lining. Okay. And that is that I actually got engaged on Halloween. What? Mm-hmm. And we really make a huge deal of it every year and we dress up and it's like kind of the best day that ever happened to me in my whole life. You dress up in costumes or you dress up in um, like fancy clothes? We dress up in costumes. It's always a huge day for us because um, the, October 31st is also the day that um, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door in answer mm-hmm. to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And so Jason took me out to the middle of nowhere to this little tiny church that was like abandoned and kind of half falling down like it didn't have a wall. And he had nailed... In Wittenberg? 
<laughs> it was like way Linwood. Way, like I was going to say Arlington. Linwood is the Wittenberg of <laughs> the Great Northwest. But he had nailed a scroll on the door oh, and it had the 95 my. reasons he loved me. Oh my God. He actually wrote out 95 wrote out reasons. 90, it's actually framed at my house, but he wrote out 95 reasons he loved me. But like they were, was some he? of them were lame. Like one of them was that I love Jay Buhner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which I do, Jay, if you're out there. 95 is a lot. I know. That's like, why he had to throw in like Jay Buhner. Some filler. Like There's some a filler. lot of filler. You have your own teeth. Okay, Christy, where do we even start with this? <laughs> Well, so it's really interesting when, because it, it really, Halloween is a pagan holiday. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of them are, let's be honest, Christmas, you know, that kind right. of thing. But this is like the pagan, like, pinnacle, all holiest day of the year. So it's weird that Christian families let their kids trick or treat anyways, because mm-hmm. the whole thing's weird. Um, but... I loved when Luke said, my mom has an issue with it because on one hand, it's pagan. It's like the devil's day, but she also likes free stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I I love this like trickery that she came up with. If they actually don't say trick or treat, then they can still get the candy. So they can dress up or and sometimes not dress up but go get all this free stuff they just can't say those words as if then it makes it holy right i mean essentially satan this is just begging for candy right right it's going to stores <laughs> on greenwood avenue and begging for candy they still do that actually we'll we'll probably get i tr- so especially with the costumes when they're pretty extravagant that we've done um I try to get as much use out of that costume as possible. So we'll go to like three or four neighborhood things. I just look them up and do all of October. <laughs> Absolutely. That's return on investment is right. what it is. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, um, so that's it. And then to force them to dress as a Bible character. Mm-hmm. I do. I mean, I understand where they're, they're trying to bring Jesus into a pagan holiday, but isn't that just kind of picking and choosing what you believe at that point? Right. I think at this point, religious associations can be divorced. Oh, Halloween. for sure. And I think for a, um, a certain extent to Christmas, too. Right. Christmas is a religious <laughs> holiday, but can also be a secular holiday. And I think we're at the point where Halloween should just be a secular, fun holiday. Forget about the right. devil and all that stuff. Just... right. It's just too hard to try and integrate it into Christianity. At least with Christmas, you've, you've got that Christian overlay, but for the Bible or for, for Halloween, you have nothing. Yeah. And the Roman for soldier sure. is a real stretch as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> for, for sure. And poor little Luke. I mean, he probably was way too old to be scared of this, but the fact that he, said he ran all the way home but that wasn't enough right (laughs) he got under his bed but that wasn't enough he had to be in a sleeping bag under the bed and he would never come out and he probably felt that for a for a while that the reason why that was happening is because he was going against jesus Mm -hmm. i was just speculating on and how do we know how many layers you need to be safe from that witch. 
As you you just keep layering it. (laughs) Not just the running away and the under the bed, but the in the sleeping bag is a very important component. And I remember being a kid and having those kind of logic patterns. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, And I love that Jen was very concerned with his friends. I mean, you just left your friends on the porch? (laughs) true. They were with a witch. You just deserted them. (laughs) uh, That's pretty much my instinct, too. If uh, I'll set a fire alarm off, I'll run. Like, I don't care. I'm not sticking around. (laughs) Everyone's for themselves. Mm -hmm. I really like the detail also that besides the 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 biblical costume he also had to take the unicef collection thing do you remember what a big deal that was yes i never did it i don't think my parents under knew how to get one of those things oh i don't know either they just seemed to appear it must have been through school right something yeah and then you carried that around and got candy and money in that mm-hmm. thing and i don't know what you did with it after you collected the money what happened to the unicef box you bought candy, duh. No, Christy, oh. are you saying you spent the UNICEF money on candy? Well, no, I never did it. I just thought that that's what it was. Oh. <laughs> it's like a little allowance box for yourself. <laughs> it's like when Luke ate all the um, youth football candy right. chocolate. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about... So at Jesus Creek, of Mm -hmm. course, they weren't allowed to dress up. So they had something called a harvest day. And I think this was the the churches kind of starting to move like, hey, people are still dressing up. They still like to do this holiday. But let's call it a harvest festival instead of Halloween. Because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, it's the name Halloween. That's the evil part. But let's have a harvest day. And we do exactly the same things that everyone else does for Halloween. Um but they had to dress up like a Bible character. And as everyone heard and also knows, um, there's not much to choose from if you're a girl. Nope. I mean, once you get the two obvious choices out of the way, all you're left with are whores. Right. <laughs> and like, um, so Jen picks Dorcas because her mom. Did you even know that this was, I mean, you went to Bible. I mean, you went to church. Yeah, but we were Lutherans. And okay. You, I not like relaxed Lutherans, but I don't know. We just never got to the part of the Bible that talked about Dorcas. We were all Jonah and the whale and Noah's Ark yeah. and, and Jesus, but. And no ladies. I think that that's another part is that Sunday school doesn't teach much about the ladies except True. for the main. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, She's Dorcas. I mean, even I was listening to this yesterday and Jeremy, who went to Bible college, I was like, oh, Dorcas, what did she sew? Because she's a seamstress. Mm -hmm. Because Jen goes, I don't know, for Jesus. (laughs) And Jeremy goes, I've never heard of her. (laughs) Great. I mean, Noah had a wife, right? Why don't we ever hear about her? Was she even named? I don't know. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously, everyone talks about how the... Bible is problematic for women, but um, so she's the seamstress mm-hmm. and then has to explain her costume all day. I love that she said that she was confident in her ability to rebrand <laughs> the name Dorcas. <laughs> That's so, such a Jen thing, right? Mm-hmm. And even Luke didn't know who she was. <laughs> he asked if she was the woman with a fistula that touched the hem of <laughs> Jesus's garment. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, she's the garment lady. She must have been bleeding out of her butt. No, no, no. So I guess I understand Jen's impulse. She doesn't want to do the same thing as everybody else. She doesn't want to be Esther again. Yep. But this really didn't work out very well for her. No. Poor Jen. Um, but Halloween was saved for her because that's when they got engaged. I totally forgot about that until this clip that Jason engaged her on Halloween. Yeah, that seems like an interesting choice. It to does. Pick Halloween as the day to, to do the deed. Well, especially because the way he did it was very religious. Mm-hmm. He posted up the 95 reasons. I mean, the same as what was it? Martin Luther mm-hmm. um, did on the church and he did that. And he listed all the 95 reasons why he loved her, which is so cute. I know. Guys, take a note. That's yeah. that's a grand gesture that I can get behind. It doesn't yeah. have to be a spectacle. You don't have to do it on the jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> but that please don't actually do it yeah. on the jumbotron ever. Um, but I love when Luca's got like whoa ninety five. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said he did have to scrape the bottom of the barrel when he like that she loves Jay Buner. <laughs> and who doesn't? It's the big reasons and the small reasons, right? Yeah, so I like that she really gets into Halloween now and makes a big deal about dressing up. I was a little confused about whether they actually celebrate the engagement through the dressing up or not. Oh, no, they dress up in costume. And I spent probably an hour this morning trying to find there's a blog post where she put up all of their costumes over the years. And they're amazing. Like, I think my favorite that stuck out was when they were um, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, Jason's such a good sport that he just goes along with it. Um, So, yeah, I I really wish we could find those pictures because those would be amazing shows, things. So she just decides for them what they're going to wear. You know, just like Ellie. And right. then they, they dress up like it and they, I don't think they go anywhere. I think they just stay at home and pass out candy. Should we move on to the next one? Sure. All right. This clip comes to us from November 3rd, 2009. Um, let it just stand on its own and play it real quick. <laughs> how's it, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, coming off of a, a pretty nice Halloween weekend. Um, yeah, you, um, hey, Jen, take a guess, uh, what Sean dressed up as. Uh, robot. No. Uh, flasher. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I showed Luke the picture. It was distur- it was deeply disturbing. Well, actually, it wasn't any more skin than I showed on the last night of the radio broadcast <laughs> when I did the running man in my underwear on the webcams. So I actually can't really talk crap. Yeah, it was. Were you wearing some kind of flesh-colored outfit for when you flashed? That would have been um, pretty amazing, but no, I was wearing some promotional tidy whities that I had gotten from uh, another radio station, and they say <laughs> "balls of fury" on them. <laughs> Did you? But you were at a party with all adults, right? You didn't at any at any time encounter children or teenagers. No, no children or teenagers. Okay. We were all adults. Okay. Um, okay. So people would ask me, because I had a giant trench coat on and a uh, beanie, a black oh, beanie, so I was pretty creepy. And I had my um, <laughs> knee-high socks on. And so people would ask me, hey, what are you? Actually, one person just asked me that. Hey, what are you? And then I flashed them. And um, other people, I just said, hey. 
and then I flashed them. Oh, I see. Well, like, oh my gosh, in true flasher form. Yeah, it was for your own gratification. <laughs> it was really not for the other people. No, so no. people had to see whether they asked or not. Yeah, they had to see my balls of fear. I think that's actually illegal. Mm, no, if Kinda. I on if, the verge. Well, maybe if I had no shorts on under there. Yeah, yeah. He, he had on what was. If you've ever been to a uh, you know a swimming beach in Europe. You've yeah. seen worse okay. on dudes. I mean, it wasn't, okay. which I'm surprised, to be honest with you, when he said I was a flasher, and then he said, would you like to see the picture? And I answered <laughs> no, and then he pulled the picture out anyway. I you assumed, had to see it no matter what. <laughs> I assumed, yeah, right, much like people at that party. I yeah. assumed that it was going to be really inappropriate, and it was only mildly inappropriate. Mildly, yeah. Okay. And it was all great. Right. You know, I actually, and I, I noticed all of my friends' eyes going down into my crotch area. <laughs> it made me feel a little uncomfortable, but I thought, Sean, you've put yourself here. Yeah. Now, you deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you tempted to... Well, what's that, Jen? I was just thinking that mildly inappropriate is kind of Sean's realm. He's like the king of that realm. Yeah. Yeah. He's not grossly inappropriate. He's r- rarely grossly inappropriate. Right. But just, mildly inappropriate. But often mildly inappropriate. Yeah, and sure. usually it's just around my friends and they've grown to love it. That's right. <laughs> or be disgusted and hide it well. Okay. So, what... Is there a more Sean costume? Nope. Than this. <laughs> I love when Jen said, I think this might be illegal. <laughs> and and that he just lives in the realm of mildly inappropriate. <laughs> yes. You know, when I search for clips for these shows, I always try to um, look for something a little more in them that will like give us a, a discussion thread. Uh, I I try not to pick ones that are just funny to listen to, but when I came across this clip, I was like, no, I don't know if there's a larger conversation in here, but we're including this one because (laughs) this is amazing. (laughs) It's so amazing. Um, Yeah. So he's wearing the promotional tidy (laughs) whities So he just like went into the promotion closet. They've talked about that. Uh, being at Cairo, just like a closet where they put all the promotional stuff and um, for marketing people. And I just love that he went in there and found underwear that what said we- balls of fury on them. <laughs> and I thought, okay, what were we promoting? And that was a movie. It was a movie. It was like a, a comedy, I'm sure, like extreme ping pong. Yes. Movie. Yes. And there weren't any real stars in it except for Christopher Walken, who played the bad guy. I think I did, it. I did not see this movie, but I looked at it on IMDb and his character is called Feng and he's dressed up, uh, as, as a Chinese person, like mm-hmm. ping pong master villain. So I'm like, well, not a politically correct movie. No. Clearly. You can skip it. But what happened to Christopher Walken? Did he just like have a mini stroke and sign up for it or what? <laughs> He's never been really um, choosy about his projects. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, I have nothing else going on. <laughs> but I am pretty impressed with uh, whatever promotional person uh, was brainstorming uh, promotional items and thought we should make underpants. Of course. Of fury. <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing you can have, right? Yep. And give them out to radio stations? Come on. Yeah. Th- that's crazy. <laughs> I love it. I'm looking to see if they, if we can find some on eBay. What, for Jeremy? 
know for anyone. Oh, because so he can be a flasher. Right. We ha- we do have a Halloween party at a s- elementary school, so I'm sure that will go over well. <laughs> so Sean is talking about this party that he went to, and Jen makes sure that it was adults only. I mean, I can't right. think that Sean would be so clueless as to wear this around children, hopefully not. But he was describing his his process for showing off this costume and how uh, one person asked what he was dressed as and he flashed them. And then after that, he just went up to people and did it. <laughs> Which, you know, maybe at the time it was funny, but now it's like, you're so you're a sexual predator. Right. It's a bold choice. And I would, I, if I saw someone dressed like that, I would probably go between either Flasher or Inspector Gadget. Because those the oh, outfits true. are pretty similar. True. Wait, was Inspector Gadget a, a sex assault? Oh, I, I really hope not. Assault? Me too. <laughs> it, it gives a whole new concept to the, the show if you watch it. <laughs> oh, dear. So he kind of put himself in this place where he said he was uncomfortable because everybody was looking at his crotch. But of course they do. <laughs> That's the if, costume. Right. If you well and it says something on it, right? Mm-hmm. So his whole thing is I'm going to be a flasher where my thing is I'm dressing like someone who's naked under here. Someone wants to know if you go all out. Right. And then second, so you're going to just do the little eye look, right? Mm-hmm. The little once and down. And then, oh, there's something written on those. I have to read it. Yes. So your eyes stop there for a little bit. It might be like important safety instructions. Who knows? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it would be funny if they said like, stop looking pervert or something. <laughs> <laughs> or eyes up here. That would be a good one. <laughs> okay, now I have my costume. Oh, good. <laughs> Problem solved. I I kind of waver between thinking that this costume was a really bad idea and thinking that it's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Sean. Sean can pull it off. Yep. I think other people might seem a too creepy. Mm-hmm. But for Sean, it, it worked. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, the next clip is from um, October 15th, 2010. So a couple of weeks before Halloween, Jen is at this point living in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And oh, this episode is number 666, by the way. So this is, I think, why maybe they've got the, the satanic spin on it. And she's calling into the show to talk about some of the Halloween decorations <laughs> in the neighborhood. Oh my goodness. Well, anyway, um, we've, uh, we've got, we've got all things spooky on our minds uh, today because of it being episode 666. And also because Jen, you put up a great, uh, blog post over at tbtl.net, just kind of, um, doing a little, I guess, a little review of, uh, some of the, uh, local Halloween decoration that has gone on in, uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And, um, it's interesting. You got two photos. One is, a a house that's got a kind of a traditional Halloween setup going, I guess. Although, I'll be honest with you, and I don't mean this to besmirch the the 
the classiness of the good people of Fort Wayne, Indiana, but the one house, it works because the house also kind of looks a little bit dilapidated. Yes. Like they need to do some work on the porch, like the the fascia of the porch is kind of not done. And so if your house is already a shithole, it's really <laughs> well prepared for haunted house dumb. That's kind of the payoff for you. Yeah. Is like yeah. for about two weeks out of the year, they're like, man, they really pulled out all the stops. And then the rest of the year, they're like, man, that's a dive. I do love about this house that um, they're racially diverse. They have oh. a black ghost and a white ghost. Oh, that's good. That's nice. And um, and they've got their headstones and they've got their little pumpkins. And then I thought it was a really nice touch to wrap the porch with police tape. Well, I wondered about tape. that. Was that already there? <laughs> I don't think it was because this house, this house is actually on my block. And I feel like I would have noticed that. Because um, it looks like it might be a load-bearing police tape. <laughs> like it might be holding these two pillars up. <laughs> right, right. I, it wasn't there, though. I'm pretty sure. I feel okay. like I would have noticed okay, that. Okay, I'll trust you on this. And then the other, uh, and then house yeah, number, the other one not, house number two confusing. is just, yeah, it's just, um, what the, what the hell's is that going on? It's just a sad pile of, is it laundry? No, it's, I, I got up pretty close to check it out. I, at first I thought maybe it was like something was in there mm-hmm. because what they've done is they've wrapped all of their trees in cobwebs. So, you know, and that's kind of classic. I understand that. But then right in front of all the cobweb trees is just this huge pile of like canvas, Gore-Tex, it's like a bunch of tents died there. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I could figure it, out. Is it somebody in the out. somebody in the comments section suggested that it was like a deflated Frankenstein, like it used to be something Halloweeny and it and it died and uh, and now it's just uh, it's just kind of there. Spent. That's possible, I suppose. Although, the, I mean, it, it's not even Halloween yet. I mean, maybe it's been up since last Halloween because <laughs> it died pretty quick. Yeah. If, that's what it is. Yeah. Do you remember, by the way, everybody in my neighborhood, everybody in my neighborhood who has kids, they have like crazy amounts of Halloween decoration. Did, did you – we didn't get to decorate for Halloween when we were kids, did we? Other than you might you might carve a pumpkin. Yeah, we carved a pumpkin. You didn't that have a goddamn did. inflatable cemetery. <laughs> you know what I mean? The kids in my neighborhood, they have these like – it's like a, a I sort of got the power grid is going to crash because there are so many inflated ghosts and ghouls and things that have like major fans and lighting systems associated with them. And I don't think it's just Halloween either. It's something I've noticed. I think that that Americans are getting more and more crazy about their holidays just in general because I feel like like Christmas holiday decorations have gotten really out of control. There's Thanksgiving, there's Valentine's Day. I feel like it's just like any opportunity to have decorations. I wonder what that says about us. I mean, do we need to be distracted from our real lives that much? Or is it that we have, we still, even though they talk about the recession, people still just have more money than they know what to do with? Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised it, that, well, <laughs> I was just in Target yesterday. Yeah. And they had changed up. Basically, I would say uh, made a maybe 1,000 square foot section is all just Halloween. Mm hmm. You know In what, Target. I'll tell you what it is. We're fucking terrified of our children. I think so. <laughs> I'm not kidding. This is where this all comes from. Everyone is afraid that their kids aren't going to like them. And so it's this like horrible nuclear arms race between all of us parents to like if someone else's parent lets them have something, then you cannot be the family that doesn't let your kid have, uh, you know, like some kind of super elaborate Halloween whatnot going on, you know, outside the house. So then we just keep doing it. It's like all of this stuff that these kids do now, 
with the sports, with everything. God, I sound like such an old man. It's just like if all of us parents could just agree, I wish we could sign an armistice that would just say, we all agree that our kids are going to be kind of dumb and not very good at sports and they're not going to have awesome Halloweens. Can we just, can we everybody please get on the page with that and then just downgrade everything by 15% across the board? Yeah, well, because especially the costumes have gotten so elaborate and expensive. I totally, I, well, our, our mutual friend from high school, Shannon, mm-hmm. her son, um, announced to her that he wants to go as President Obama. And at first she got nervous. <laughs> now, if like, I remember oh, right, guys. she's white. Yeah. If, they're if as white Shannon as can I... be. They even have white hair. Yeah. So at first she said no because she thought he wanted to go in blackface. <laughs> she said, you don't understand. That's very controversial. And he said, no, 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 There's a costume on the internet that you can buy. It's only $175. Did they get it for him? No. They just went with blackface. They were like, <laughs> uh, racism or 175 bucks." <laughs> I honestly think that what she explained to me sounded like, remember the um, – uh, it was a – Sea Galley. There was some kind of restaurant when we were kids where you would get a mask that had like the rubber band that went around behind. Oh, yeah. I think that was Sea Galley. Well, I think she said – what she explained to me sounded a lot like that. <laughs> I think it was that kind of a mask that I think was like $4 at Party Supply. Okay. So we have to talk about the content of this clip. But first, I have to ask you about Sea Galley, this mm-hmm. restaurant that they mentioned. Have you been to Sea Galley? Um. Yes. So, um, maybe. So I didn't live here my whole life. And when I finally moved to a place that had it, I feel like it was a little too fancy for our family. Oh, really? Um, and then I think they're all gone, but I do remember the, the clip, the, their, um, jingle was, um, we've got crab legs, sea galley, like that. <laughs> And it was just like over and over and over again. So I always wished I could go there because I loved crab, but that was like way too expensive. And also when you live in Omaha, you don't eat seafood. Seafood. No, yeah. not not real big in the Twin Cities either. Yeah. Well, especially not in the 80s. I mean, no. now things can be f- flown in, but I just have, you don't eat sushi in a landlocked state. Like, nope. <laughs> no, I think that's smart. Well, yeah. Sea Galley does still exist. I they went do? searching. Yes, there's one in Yakima and there's one in Anchorage, Alaska. And that's it. Oh, and I don't want to go. I am looking at their website right now. They have something called the Shipwreck Lounge. Uh, that, Fancy. uh, they mentioned pull tabs about five times on their website. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a poster with drinks that says pull tabs. You could win big. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have big screen TVs, sports, food, pull tabs, and refreshing drinks. So I kind of want to go there now. Yeah, I think I want to go to Yakima. But please go to the um, link about. Click on about and see what it says right there. Oh, yeah, about. There we go. We've got crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... Um, so when I moved to Idaho, they had sea galleys. And I remember one of the prank phone calls that was so funny that people, that kids would do would be to call sea galley and say, do you have crab legs? And they would say, yes, of course. And you would say, how do you walk on them? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sophisticated comedy right there. <laughs> well, I love a snooping on restaurant menus. 
And mm-hmm. so I was looking at the, the sea galley menu and I'm annoyed because they don't put prices on anything. So yes. like you say, this could be too rich for our blood. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. favorite part, I got to pull this PDF up, is on the, the first page under the appetizers, it says lighter fare. And the first thing is chicken bacon ranch wrap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So what does that say about everything else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with your choice of side, uh, rice pilaf, French fries, coleslaw, or a baked potato. So very yeah, light. Very there. light. <laughs> and this is, I'll tell you that Yakima is like the middle of Washington, meaning as far away from the ocean as possible. So <laughs> <laughs> this breaks all the rules too. Yeah, and they have four pasta dishes, and every single one of them has Alfredo sauce. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course it does. <laughs> so if I'm ever in, eat well, I guess, either Yakima or Anchorage, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to make a little pilgrimage, because how can I not go to Sea Galley? Yes. Especially if they still give out these masks for kids, which is how this came into the clip. Yeah. I don't know what that's talking about. They were just basically cardboard as thin as basically a um, cereal box would be. Uh-huh. And I think that it was a seagull. I never okay. had one. So it was either a seagull or um, something. And then it had a thin type rubber band thing that went around the back. And so you just kind of had a piece of cardboard stuck to your face. Okay. That was part of this, like part of this $175 Obama internet costume that Jen's talking about. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I need to see this costume. Mm hmm. That's a lot of money. Is it just a fake suit? Yeah. It doesn't seem like that's something that you should have to order, especially, except for the mask. Mm hmm. Unless you're going to go with Luke's suggestion and, and do the blackface, which mm-hmm. is. Probably not the greatest idea. Well, what's funny is last year, Ellie really wanted to be Rosa Parks. Mm -hmm. And I had the same reaction as Jen's friend. Like, nope, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) We're not doing that. And um, her suggestion for costumes were um, Jeremy was the bus. Mm -hmm. Ellie was Rosa Parks and I was the bus driver. And like that, I was like, wait, what are you saying about me? And then she said the whole time I would have to yell at her to get in the back of the bus. (laughs) I'm like, how do you see me? But mostly she ended up not doing it because the year before she was Amelia Earhart and people would come up to her and say, oh, look at you. Look at this cute boy dressed like a pilot. And she would get so annoyed Mm -hmm. and she would say, I'm a girl and I'm Amelia Earhart. And I said, Ellie, no one is going to know what you are as Rosa Parks. True. And also, it seems to me that that's not so much a a costume as a performance art piece. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. So, I mean, unless, uh, unless she had the like famous picture where she was carrying around where it's like the mugshot, no one would have known who she was. Mm-hmm. And that, that frustrates her even more. So I had to explain to her. So she went with the astronaut, which is a lot easier. Well, but she still got, too. oh, this little boy is an astronaut. <sighs> well, we're just going to have to work on the inherent 
gender biases in Halloween costumes. Yeah. It, well, it's definitely the parent age. Mm-hmm. So kids don't care. Girls, boys, they're all astronauts. No. I mean, this is really your fault for not dressing her as a Disney princess. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, she once she once played with some girl, a little bit older girls, and they put her in a Disney princess, and she was screaming as if the dress was burning her skin. <laughs> and she was like, get it off me. So she's, no, she's not princess. <laughs> Which I'm happy with because I wouldn't know how to deal with that because I was right. not princess or Barbies or any of that kind of stuff either. <laughs> well, good for her. No, yeah. Um, I do like their conversation about decorations being out of control. Yes, because it's true. I'd never really even thought of that, but it's so true. The I mean, Halloween decorations around here started coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Um, on. One hand, that annoys me because I don't like the rushing of holidays and calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, but on another hand, is the fun size candy comes out at that time. <laughs> you have to take the good with the bad, right? Right. Um, but I this is around the time when Luke started his thesis for my child, my enemy, my child. Mm-hmm. And he had decided that all parents are terrified of their kids. And I I don't necessarily think terrified, but I do think parents these days don't want their kids to want for anything. They want right. them to have everything that their friends have and feel so they don't feel left out and they don't feel sad. Mm-hmm. But how will we develop character if we never feel sad or left out? Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I yeah, it seems like it's um indulgence. Really, we're indulging our children. I mean, I say this as somebody who has no children so has no business really talking about it, but it definitely seems like we want to make our kids' lives perfect. Mhm. Right. I, I'm also against that as well. Mhm. But I will say in terms of Halloween decorating, I approve if you can tell that somebody like put in a lot of time and effort and creativity, if they want to do up the outside of their house. Now, the people that put the giant inflatable yeah, Frankenstein or whatever that thing was or whatever they choose to do, it's something that you just plop in the middle of the yard. I, I don't have a lot of respect for that. But when you go to the trouble of cobwebbing all the trees and, and mm-hmm. putting up fake headstones and wrapping scarecrows. Yeah, I am. Lots of carved pumpkins. I have respect for that. Me too. Because I don't have that. I always see the decorations and think, oh, I would love to have different decorations for every season and every holiday. And I just don't have that mind to be able to do it. So one, I'm cheap. And two, so I'm like, oh, maybe when everything goes on clearance, I'll get it. So I'll I'll start buying Halloween in November, that kind of thing. But also, I just don't have the flair for decorating. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm out on that. What I do have to say is this is very funny conversation to have this week because last week on TBTL, Luke was wanting was hoping Carrie would buy. Do you remember? The yeah, little that ghost that farts or farting something? zombie on the toilet he, thing. Yeah, zombie. On the, and he said that if it was life size, he would have it. 
and he would put it in his yard. So it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that he would get into that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I also like, I see you have a written and I have a real prepackaged costumes versus homemade costumes. Yes. I didn't really ever care. I think when I was a kid, my mom would make our costumes um, before even a garbage bag. She would like actually sew all the costumes. She's a really great seamstress or used to be. Um, but I always wanted the homemade costume because do you remember how cheesy they were in the 80s? It was like a plastic costume. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a onesie that was plastic, and then you would just put a mask on that had yep. you know the sea galley rubber bands in the back with the big eye holes. And I always wished I could have those costumes because it was kind of like the rich kids had those, and I just had to have this stupid homemade thing. But now I have much more respect for when I see those the hanging pre made costumes. I'm like, oh, it's so cheesy. I do not. I I like making the homemade costumes mm-hmm. much and, better. And having worked in the mall for so many years, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier, that a lot of malls have those trick-or-treating programs. Ours did. And frankly, it's awful because the retailers get nothing about it. There's no traffic for actually right. shopping on Halloween, but it's just kids and parents. But um, cute kids, but there are... So many um, Spider-Mans and Batmans and uh, who do we have? Elsas mm-hmm. and other Disney princesses. You just see them over and over and over and over again. And it do- does make me a little sad that we've gone for convenience over creativity in a lot of, in a lot of cases. And I know everybody's busy and not everybody wants to make their kid a homemade costume, but it just strikes me as a shame. Yeah, that's why I'm really upset about the Minecraft theme this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but this, this thing we do on Capitol Hill, I think it's a lot of the Seattle, like, artists and performance artists come here and they've made these extravagant costumes. There was a family that were the, where the wild things are. And both oh the parents looked like they were straight out of the movie. I mean, like, paper mache heads. And then the baby was Max. Uh-huh. And it was amazing. And so everyone comes to show off their cute costumes that they've actually homemade. And um, that's why I love it. So this year, I'm really upset. <laughs> I need to just get over it. It's fine. It's a day. It's for kids. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. <laughs> yep. And not everybody has to go that route where you're making paper mache heads and things. If you go right. to Goodwill or wherever yes. and get some old clothes. My, my very last costume that I wore when I was six. I was cowgirl and my mom repurposed some little red and white outfit with some sequins on it that was from her childhood and gave me a cowgirl hat and a little plastic gun because of course you could carry plastic guns back then as a kid (laughs) and some boots. And I was so proud of it and so excited. And it just wasn't a hard thing for her to do at all. And the, the sad ending to that story is that the week before Halloween, I fell on the front <gasps> steps and banged my face. And when it came to Halloween, I had a huge scab right on the end of my nose. Ooh. And I felt like it really ruined everything because I well, had this you got, nose You could have just said you, you got in a gunfight. That's true. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> um, do you have a picture of this? I think so. Oh, that needs to be the show picture if you can find it. 
All right. I'll ask my mom. I think she probably okay. has it somewhere. <laughs> That's adorable. Okay. So let's move on to our last clip, okay. which is from... Um, October 31st, 2014, Halloween at the airport. What I saw at the airport today in Chicago was, I guess they've decided, and this really blows my mind, they they decided that for all of the security and for all of the serious nature of, of, of getting on an airplane now and all the pat-downs and x-ray scans and other demeaning things that we have to go through, they also decided that it was fine for airport staff to dress up. Oh, man, that's disconcerting. It wasn't – now, listen, it wasn't the TSA, um, but there was a guy – I was sitting waiting for the, the, the flight. This guy walks past, and he is from head to toe done up, and his look was sort of like – he kind of looked a little bit like the crow, mm. you know, that character, that Brandon Lee character. But then he had this, like, purple velvet cape that he was wearing uh, that had a big hood on it, and he had, like, a, um, a wig, I think, and – he was just like kind of just walking back and forth up and down the 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 whatever you call that hallway in the airport. Yeah, uh, uh, uh yeah, I don't know. Just the main area you mean like where the moving yeah. sidewalks are and stuff. Yeah, that kind of thing. He's just walking through that area and two of the other people that worked at the airport were like wanted to take a picture of him cuz they were like, "Oh my god, that's this is so crazy. You're so done up." And then he like breaks character and he goes, "Yeah, this is Paul." And they're like, Paul, oh, my God. Like, they didn't even recognize the dude. And he had to, like, show them under his wig that it was Paul. And I thought, we need to know if it's Paul if we're at the airport. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really I don't really like the idea of these people, even if they're not TSA people. I don't really like anyone at the airport being so in costume that his own coworkers don't even know it's him. That just seems like a and, – and they were – all these – there was like I – was, I must have been near the break room because all of these people kept coming out of the break room. And they were, like, so done up. It was really elaborate, and I I thought that was weird. I, I also – I don't want to – I don't know. I'm going to say something now that I'll regret later, and it's going to sound like I'm just being a buzzkill or, or I don't know, kind of a, a sourpuss. But I definitely feel like the more obsessed you are with dressing up at your place of work, probably the less you actually like your job. You know, to me, it's like the people – the people who are the most pumped about dressing up – and I'm not talking about you put on some cat ears – Oh, by the way, I had a run-in with the lady at the Starbucks in the Portland airport. I'm getting a cup of coffee, and she's this, you know, 20-year-old something girl, and she has, like, her face is all painted up like a cat. And I just walked up to her. I was the only person in the Starbucks. I go, hey, did you know it's Halloween today? <laughs> and she just looks at me. She could not have been less amused. She goes, yeah, yeah. I know it's Halloween. And then, because I'm me, I couldn't leave it alone, instead of just going, like, uh 12-ounce Americano, please, I went, yeah, that would be great if you just did that to your face and you didn't know it was Halloween. Yeah, and I then kind of she explained just explained the joke, yeah. Non-verbal response from her, and then I got my Americano and I left. But um I was going to say the people who – it seems to me that the people who are the most psyched about dressing up at work, like full-on, you know, really elaborate costume, those are the same people that are really excited about Tuesday birthday cake. <laughs> you know, it's like – it's it's like most of the time the people and there are people I guess who maybe buck this trend they're just happy outgoing fun people who who like to make the workplace a fun a fun time but most of the time in my experience the people who actually really like their jobs and find them challenging and interesting they're just kind of doing their jobs a lot of the time at work and then there are the other people who are just living between birthday awkward birthday events in the conference room at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday I'm mad at this barista 
I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go back to that because listen to me. Like, and I got my issues with Halloween. I mean, not my issues. Like, I think people – thing about Halloween is the reason why it's the like the worst holiday for me is, you know, I don't like to be kind of showy. I don't like anything that's going to draw attention to me. Not showy is the wrong word, but I just don't like attention. I certainly don't like, I, I, you know, whatever. And I, if there is attention on me, I like to, I like to be in control of what kind of attention I'm getting. I guess, for lack of a better word, um, it, Halloween is one of those holidays, though, where if you dress up, obviously you're kind of saying, "Look at me, look at my costume." But then if you don't right. dress up and you're at a party where everybody else is dressed up, then you're standing out. Like, there's no, like, and then sometimes, and then if you're at work where most people aren't dressed up, like today, like, the, nobody was dressed up at work except for a couple of people, and then they walk in, and then I felt kind of awkward. Like, their costumes make me feel awkward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else feels that way, and I sort of feel like it's really a holiday. I mean, I guess you can't escape Christmas either because everything's closed, but, like, uh, Halloween is a, is a, um, is a holiday that you can't escape, and I can't escape the uncomfortableness. Back to this rude barista, like, listen, Luke, I'm going to tell it to you straight, and I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know here. You know, okay. that was, you know, your joke was was fine. It was a small talk <laughs> joke. It was a bit of an old man joke. I make them all the yeah. time. Like, I, it's a, that's totally like a my dad joke, and I make my I learned, dad jokes. I learned from the best, okay? <laughs> yes. An- An- Andrew Andrew Walsh. Do you remember when you were an understudy for my dad? Um, but, you know, my dad loves joking around with people like, you know, uh, uh, waiters and waitresses. He likes to be really chummy with them. And my dad's a great guy. But sometimes, you know, even as a kid or especially as a teenager, you're like, oh, this person is like my age and they do not want to be – they don't want to be just kind of bantering with you. Just let them do your job. But part did of he, the job did he, is – Did he ever – at any point, did he ever ask a waitress, like let's say he wanted to order um, a, a – a short stack of pancakes. Did he ever say, Hey, can I talk you out of a short stack of pancakes? No, he doesn't really talk like that. He doesn't talk in okay. kind of the, um, he's not like kind of an old man diner kind of, but he'll always kind of like, <laughs> he'll get their name right away and then joke around. Uh-huh. And he would be totally the type of person to kind of make a, a corny joke. But here's the deal about that barista who I'm, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm mad at her. Because yeah. unless she, unless you got the impression that she was forced to dress up for Halloween, in which case I understand. Like if the, that if just seems comp- like a weird, that's a weird Starbucks hazing where they hold yeah. you down and, and paint a cat face onto your face. Exactly. So I'm going to assume that it's volu- it's voluntary. Although who knows? Sometimes these corporate corporations have weird rules, i.e. flair. But, you know, she just decided, hey, you know what? I want to do this today. I mean, if you're going to go to work in a in a public-facing job, in a customer service job, and you've decided that I am going to do something out of the ordinary and dress up like, say, a cat or put on some cat makeup, then you can't be rude to the average customers who are coming in and wanting to comment on it in some way. I mean, I just don't understand. Like, I'm in a bad mood plenty of the time. You know that, Luke. But I don't understand how people can just be so rude face to face. I know I just sound like an old man here, but like just to like basically with her silence, she was just like basically rolling her eyes at you. I'm like, you're the one right. who came dressed up like a cat. Are we right. not allowed to acknowledge that in a cute, like simple, quick bantery kind of way while I order my coffee? Or is it just wrong of me to acknowledge the fact that I'm ordering my coffee for, for my cat? That's, I hadn't even thought of it that way, but I think you're actually right. And th- what's interesting is that, um, I'm furious about a lot of things too in life, and it's rare that I miss an opportunity to be furious, so I appreciate <laughs> you bringing this to my attention. Um, but yeah, you, 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 everything you said is completely right on. Like it's, 
I mean, I wasn't doing anything that was too labored. I wasn't like I didn't start singing the cat Game of Thrones theme to her or, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't really do anything that here's here's what I think the rule sort of is for those kinds of jokes and interactions. Whatever it is you say to the person, it just should be something that does not necessitate them giving you an involved response. Like right. a chuckle would have been fine. Like like what I don't like is when people are – and I see this happen sometimes too. With, you know, guys maybe are talking to the waitress or or the bartender or whatever. It's like where you're doing something that's elaborate enough that they have to really get involved with their response. And that's kind of like maybe they're just trying to work. OK, fine. Yeah. But if you're just like – it was so tame what I did. Like, hey, did you know it's Halloween? All she had to do is say, yeah, I'd, I'd heard. <laughs> yeah, right, there was exactly. a rumor. Exactly. And then it's just like life goes on, but you're right. She sort of, she, I would, for instance, had she not painted her face like a cat, I wouldn't have said that to her. Okay, Anne, do you have some feelings about this? Cause I surely do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I, I don't remember feeling this way the first time I heard this show and I didn't feel this way the, when I pulled the clip, but when I listened to it yesterday in preparation for recording, I was getting really annoyed at them. I mean, Andrew is being very old man about this, going on <laughs> about how this uh airport cat barista was rude. She wasn't rude. She just wasn't into Luke's joke. Right. Since She's when at work. is, yeah, when is being at work mean that you have to laugh at the ridiculous statements of the customers? And she wasn't rude. Even when Luke told the story, uh, he said, did you know that it's Halloween today? And she said, yeah, I know it's Halloween. So it's not like she refused <laughs> to answer. It's just right. she wasn't into it. Yeah. Um, I, if she would have said, oh, it is. I've never heard that before. You're the first customer to make a comment today. That's mm -hmm. rude and sarcastic. But she just said yes. Mm -hmm. And then he Burbank the joke. Which yes, he did. Is she, is she supposed to acknowledge this and then laugh? Because when someone explains the joke, it gets less funny. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and they talked about how they didn't... Oh, they got angry because the airport employees are dressed up. Um, right. But I, it isn't clear which employees these are because he said no TSA agents. So right. no one actually working in security... Right. I assume it's the people who work in the stores and restaurants and things that are inside the concourse. Right. Which could be a requirement. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a, a gate agent would. I probably wouldn't want my gate agent to be like full on Dracula. But yeah. if they wanted to do the cat ears or the devil horns or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't have any problem with that. That's fun. Yeah. And that definitely comes from corporate like hey if you guys want to dress up it's kind of fun and okay. it gets people in like a fun spirit mood because when you're traveling on a holiday whether it's christmas or halloween or something it's just kind of a bummer right because you're mm -hmm. missing out on what everyone else is so having um a flight attendant wearing cat cat ears or something would be fun yeah and if you're the one who has to work on a holiday, there's nothing wrong with trying to bring a little, little fun and a little holiday spirit into it. Right. And they probably have a lot of work has parties. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the last job I had, for some reason, they go all out for Halloween. And 
it's to the point where it's ridiculous. Um, each department has to pick a theme and then you have to decorate your area in that theme. Everyone has to dress up in the theme. You have to have food associated with the theme. And then it's like an all day event. Oh, yeah. And there's no budget for it. You have to pay for all of this out of pocket. Whoa. And so it's usually 50 to to $100 per person to get this Whoa. area up. Yeah. And then they have like a giant Halloween party that they pay for that's... um huge like they have jumpy castles and cotton candy and haunted houses and like all sorts of stuff but the whole leading up to it is just so annoying and we are required to wear costumes there's no getting out of it you have to um so if i was dressed up and i was at work and someone said something like do you know it's halloween (laughs) and i was at that company i would want to punch someone in the face Yes. Because I hated every second. In fact, it, it after our first year being there, um, we all fought to put in vacation day for that day <laughs> <laughs> so that we could be because only one of us could be on vacation. So we all like were fighting to put it in because we did not want to be there. That sounds excessive. It's excessive. What that sounds like. Yes. That sounds like Andrew Walsh's nightmare. Can you imagine if he had a job where he was required to dress oh, up? Oh, he would quit. He would he'd be done. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did. <laughs> I quit before the second Halloween came. True. <laughs> it's I mean, if you want to do it, do it, but it shouldn't be required. Unless right. you work at a costume shop. <laughs> well, or, true. Like or somewhere that's it caters to kids or you work in the mall and you're com- I mean but uh no <laughs> right <laughs> but you-, you know that that's part of the job before you start there right right exactly one of the things that um they talked about uh was dressing up at the office and Luke made what I think is a fairly controversial statement about <laughs> those are the people who are really excited about Tuesday birthday cake and as a cake enthusiast and baker, <laughs> I have to, to be careful not to just reflexively take offense at that remark. Do yeah. you think this is true, that people who dress up are the people who really aren't into their jobs? No, I think it's opposite. I I think, no, I don't think that you're into your job if you dress up or out of it. I think you just love Halloween. There you go. Um, because I, I, well, I'll see. I have this will this year will be the first time Halloween is on a weekday while I'm at my current job, and I have it pegged that there's going to be at least three people that I can tell from their personality types that will dress up for work. Mm-hmm. And we're not having a party. We're going to actually celebrate it the Thursday before during our happy hour. But I know that there's at least three people that will dress up just because they like to do it. It's a like of dressing up. It isn't because you hate your job or you love your job. Mm-hmm. And if you like the Tuesday birthday cake, it's because you like the Tuesday birthday cake. Who wouldn't? Yeah, birthday cake is pretty awesome. Now, <laughs> I, as the person who supplies the birthday cake at work, don't love it. I mean, yeah. I love cake, but I don't. This is what I don't like is that some people complain about it. It's free cake. Eat it uh-huh. or shut the fuck up. <laughs> like seriously, people are saying, "Oh, this kind again?" Or, "Oh, you didn't get vanilla?" Mm. <gasps> what? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, oh yeah, I can't eat it because it's not gluten free. Or, 
oh, I'm on, I'm not eating carbs right now. Shut up and walk away. I don't care if you eat it or not. Just don't talk to me about it. I brought this fucking cake on the bus. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, I do my thing where I bring some kind of treat in every Monday. And yes. I have spent some time worrying about that, thinking, don't uh, worry. are there those people that are just annoyed by this and they, they don't want to see it because they're on a diet or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I don't want to be that person that's like the, the treat pusher mm-hmm. that brings it all in. But you know what? I love cake. So if you don't, and you should keep doing problem. it. But, yeah. and that's the thing is if people like it, they'll eat it. And if they don't, then walk away. You don't have to give me a uh, feedback on every single thing. Oh, you know, the person who occasionally gives me feedback. Well, the only person who gives me negative feedback, I'll say that is our department director. Like he came over to my cubicle once and he said, you know, that thing you made today. Yes. Don't ever make that again. What? No. It's like, and so you, okay. you make it every week now, right? <laughs> what was it? It was something lemon. I think it was a a thing called a whole lemon pie where you use like all of the lemon, including the rind and the mm-hmm. seeds and everything. And you just grind it all up and put it in there. It was good, but he, he was not into it, but it really was more funny than anything else. And you also, I don't know if you've talked about this on the show is you pick a theme each month of the type of dessert that you're doing. What are you on right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, October is Cobblers and Crisps. Oh, those are my favorite. I know. Do so you- I have like a dozen pears that are ripening on the counter <gasps> today for pear crisp. And how do you pick these? Is, is it always like every October's Cobblers and Crisps? No, you this is the up? first year that I've done it. So in January, I just went through and I thought, I'm just going to, I'm going to make it a theme on every month just to be Do fun. you remember what you're... Do you remember what the every month was? Um, January was cake. February was muffins. Um, March was cookies. April was tarts. Mm, oh, it's getting harder now. I think May was cake again. June was wild. July was pies. August was bars. Yes. Thank you. I remember that because <laughs> those are my favorite. <laughs> September was Bunt Cakes, and now we're in Cobblers and Crisps. And then what's November and December? November is, all right, um, Mike needs to cover his ears for this part. Uh, <laughs> November is Breads and Scones. Mm, okay. And December, I'm not decided, but I think I might do cheesecakes. Oh, I'm going to come work for you for <laughs> all of December. <laughs> Did you already do cookies? Yeah, that was March. Oh, Okay. Because I know people associate like December and Christmas cookies, but you've already done those. I might make Christmas cookies too. You know, we have some vendors and things who come to meetings like our utility rep always brings cookies whenever they have meetings. Mm -hmm. So it feels to me like cookies aren't that special. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, back from that (laughs) tangent. (laughs) It was such a delicious tangent, though. It was. (laughs) Maybe we should talk about Andrew's dad just a little bit because, um, in the context of the rude barista, Andrew was talking about how his dad is someone who always likes to get chatty and jokey with <laughs> customer service people. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of shuddering at this 
that's a, a delicate line to walk, I think. Like he always finds out the server's name and addresses them by mm-hmm. name. And I know a lot of people don't like that. I never had a problem with that myself, but um I think that's really tough. Yeah, it depends on how far you go. And again, we go back to this week on TVTL where Andrew loves his grocery store mm-hmm. and knows all about the people that work there and chats them up. So he's basically becoming his dad. Right. Do you Is, chat up the people at your grocery store? Um, I really don't like conversations. Um, so I try to like stay out of it as much as possible. There's certain stores like I don't know if you guys have this, but Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And I feel like and someone can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but that it's their corporate policy that they're supposed to comment on one thing that you buy and tell oh, you how it's their right. favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I every other Thursday we have a happy hour at my work, so I go to Trader Joe's in the morning and just like buy all of the cheese they have and all of the meats and like a bunch of stuff. Like spend two three hundred dollars, and I feel that I have to explain that every time. And I I like to keep it like oh we have happy hour at work, and then they keep the conversation going like oh where do you work that would be fun Woo, enjoy mm-hmm. your day and I I like to keep it nope. <laughs> but yeah. growing growing up we had a local grocery store and there was a woman named bonnie and every i mean she was every every customer's favorite her lines would be long no one would go to the other ones because they loved her and i feel like i knew a lot about her and i remember the year she lost her husband and her kids lived far away she was an older lady and she worked through the holidays because she was so alone and my best friend's Aww. mom brought her thanksgiving dinner And I just loved that lady so much. And I think that's when I I won't ever have a Bonnie again. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to. (laughs) No, no. I think think servers are a little bit different when you get to know um, servers at a place that you go to because you have more of a interaction and there's not usually a line. Right. Behind you. Um, Like I was just in a wedding last weekend and there were two people that were servers at a restaurant that we go to all the time invited to the wedding. Oh, so that's getting a little, you know, breaking the boundaries a little bit for me. Just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I would say I go for polite and friendly, but I keep it impersonal. Mm -hmm. They're just doing their job. They don't want to be my best friend, even if they do work at Trader Joe's. Yeah. But you've, I mean, you've worked in retail and so have I, when people overly use your name. The, thanks, Anne. You have a great day, <laughs> Anne. It's a little bit too much. So I, I think that there's a fine line. Being polite, yes. Mm-hmm. Asking too many questions, no. And I think uh, this goes back to, to Luke with the cat barista, is that... um People don't realize that they're not the first person to say that right. to you. Yes. So even if someone didn't exactly say to her, hey, did you know it's Halloween today? It's not the first knucklehead no. comment no. that she's had. And it won't so. be the first. And I'm sure that after him, there was two more and then she took that thing off. <laughs> right. She was done. <laughs> so that's why I tend... To just say hello and say thank you and keep quiet because whatever I want to say, if I want to make a little funny, I guarantee it is not as original as yeah. I think it is. Oh, 
What is the worst retail joke that you heard a million times? Because I have one. Oh, I don't know. Tell me yours first. When something doesn't scan, I guess it's free today. (gasps) It's free today. And you know what my response was? What? Oh, that was yesterday. You missed it. (laughs) That's a good one. I would just like look blankly at someone without smiling or just like blink a lot, maybe. (laughs) Yes. I I use that in a variety of situations when people would just say randomly, is this on sale? And what I wanted to say was, was it in a sale section? Do you see a sale price tag on it? Have I told you that it's on sale? No, then it's not. Yeah. Did it ring up as on sale? (laughs) Yep. I would always just say, oh, that was yesterday. (laughs) And and I'm not saying that People shouldn't overly talk. If you want to do that and and you work in retail and you're that kind of person, I am just like so shy and I have the anxiety of I don't want to hold up the line behind me mm-hmm. that I don't want to like keep the conversation engaging more and more till the transaction's over and now people are getting mad thinking I'm the one doing it right behind me. We so can't I guess I'll be Bob Walsh. Yeah, I, I have too much of... Andrew and me, I think, to to be chatty. (laughs) Well, it wasn't actually reflected in any of the clips that I picked, uh, but maybe we should um, touch just on how much Andrew hates Halloween, because he does. And Genevieve is a huge Halloween lover, Mm -hmm. and she goes to whatever, I think it's the same big, huge Halloween party every year. And he just stays behind and like turns off the lights and plays probably Hearthstone now. Yeah. yeah. Was Minecraft, was Civ Five or whatever. <laughs> he wants to not acknowledge that Halloween exists in any way. And I, I guess I'm a little confused as to why he's so adamantly opposed to it. Is it just people telling him that this is the way he should feel and this is the things that he should want to do? Well, I know personally, um, before Ellie came into my life, I was similar. I would turn off all the lights, try to go away from my house, um, and not interact with anyone. I think it's just strangers knocking on my door asking for stuff feels really Mm. weird. Um, and I don't want to really interact with people. whenever possible and so it could come from that and i don't think he's being judgmental but he's like halloween not for me yeah he he really seems to not like holidays where there is a like a prescribed order of business is that you must do this and then this and then this or you're not doing it right well i have the same thing about thanksgiving that's true i hate that the grocery stores tell me what food you're supposed to eat (laughs) by putting it on the end caps i hate it and, and so maybe I'm a lot like Andrew. <laughs> I don't want there to be so many rules about a day. I just want to have a day off and have everyone let me eat what I want to. But then, okay, we don't even need to get into it because it's a month early. <laughs> right. But even at the grocery stores, all the food is already out on the end caps if you go and look. Well, maybe people have to practice. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm more to getting angry. <laughs> well, as as Mike says, keep your powder dry on this, yeah, Christy. I know. Oh, yeah. Just wait for Thanksgiving talk. <laughs> yes, we, we have to make through Halloween first. <laughs> well, have we covered everything pretty thoroughly? 
I think so. I think so. This was a great set of clips. I really enjoyed this. This was really fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you like to take us into housekeeping? Sure. Um, okay. I still need people to do the archive. My new, mm-hmm. more realistic goal is that I would like it done and current. I mean, because it will never be done as long as they keep doing episodes. Um, right. I'd like it to be current by December 31st. And I think we can actually do that. Okay. How are we doing on the radio episodes? The radio episodes, I have those divvied out to a few people and they're kind of slacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so Including me. <laughs> no, <laughs> you've never slacked a day in your life. <laughs> but I did put you on those because um, selfishly, because these clip shows, because you listen to those and hear, oh my gosh, I have a great idea for a whole show. And that's so I true. think that's good. It's good for you to be on those. But there's just a few people. Um, and I think um, s- s- people signed up overzealously because they want to mm-hmm. listen to those. But it is actually work. I mean, we'll be honest, right? It It is right. hard work to epi- to archive an episode because you have to be actively listening, not passively mm-hmm. on the bus or in your car. You have to be writing stuff down or taking notes. Um, so, so it is a lot of hard work. And if you can't live up to that, just give back your week because there are people that are really into it and mm-hmm. do a really good job. Yeah. I, f- I find that it's difficult to putter and archive mm-hmm. at the oh, same time. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, and after the archive gets current, hopefully before December, we'll have to do a pretty big audit of it. And then I'll yes. be, I'll have shows like, um, Oh, well this one either didn't come through or the person didn't, do the whole episode or it wasn't thorough or we actually missed a whole week we have lots of cleanup to do after that so i'll i'll still be needing lots of help mm-hmm. but it, it's pretty great so far and then from that um i don't really know how we'll have it presented i know that one of my goals is to have it and just present it to infinite guests and say here it is what do you want to do with it oh you don't want to do anything with it okay we'll take it and put it on like a searchable website for everyone. I mean, we've had questions off and on in the Stens page where people say, hey, when they talked about this, and it's awesome that we can look through that and find it sometimes. Yep. Um, so we had one of those this week. Um, and it was when Andrew had the um, fight with his neighbor about smoking. And I was <laughs> able to easily find that and and give the person the episode. So so that's a really great resource and I'm excited for it to be finished. Yeah. Um we haven't been pushing this so much because we had the GoFundMe come out in the middle of it, um, which was necessary, but uh you can use our link to buy stuff on Amazon. Christmas is coming up mm-hmm. where you have to buy a lot of people's stuff. So why not give us a couple cents and also then your name gets, we get to see all the cool stuff that you buy without your name and we'll list that. Um, so that's littleredbandwagon.com slash Amazon. And then also we've been nominated for the Best of Western Washington podcast. There's not very many entered this year, so it would be kind of fun to at least get in the top five again. So if you could do that and we'll put links to be able to vote. It's easier this year. Um, and it used to be really difficult to do it from your phone and they made it easier for mobile this year, which is nice. So everyone sign up and vote for us. That would be awesome. 
Yes, please. <laughs> and if you'd like to get involved with the show, you can go to our website, littleredbandwagon.com. There's a button on the right side that, what does it say? LRBR guest, I think. Yes, I think which so. Which is super Thank funny. You. And you <laughs> click that and fill out the form and submit a clip to be on one of our interview shows. Those are really fun. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page and we're all bumming around the Stens page as well. The show Twitter is at LRB podcast. You can email us anytime at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. I also wanted to add, if you have idea, Anne has come up with some amazing clip show ideas, but if you have a fun idea of clips you remember or subjects that you want to talk about, send us an email or tweet us or do whatever um, because that would be fun to get your ideas too. Absolutely. I will take requests. Well, Christy, this was a fun one. I like talking about holidays. I know. Now I want, now I want to go get some Reese's peanut butter cups. That's my favorite Halloween candy. How about you? Oh, I will go for a peanut butter cup. I am also fond of the Butterfingers. Oh, Anything with peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. Yeah. And would you go um, Snickers or Milky Way? Peanuts or no peanuts? No peanuts. Agreed. No <sighs> peanuts. They just get in the way. They do. <laughs> More caramel. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Until next time, this is the next party. And we love you, Jen. Nailed it!